Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the joyous Angela Langley. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and many more podcast providers. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there. Now, it's time to go off script and find out Angie's true story about making stuff up. Okay, please welcome this week's guest. It's Ange. Hello, Ange. Hi, hi, Ian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I hope you are well. Yeah, I'm good. I'm surprisingly good. Oh, well, that is good to hear. Now, I'm really excited to dig deep and find out all about your journey to Liverpool Comedy Improv. Uh, So I'm going to go straight in at the deep end and just ask, how did you get involved with LCI? Um, Interesting story. So um, I was in a very high level, high stress job. And within that job, a very stressful situation occurred. And um, I didn't realize I had that much integrity, but I walked out of the job. (laughs) Um, And uh, it really affected my confidence. It affected my mental health. And so I wanted to get really out of my comfort zone, but learn how to handle stress in a positive way. Um, And I had some time, so I thought I'd do something creative. And I walked into the pilgrim (laughs) and uh, I met people in LCI. And yeah, I think without that, I would be in a very different place. And I, I always say to Emma Bird, you know, she saved my life basically it, wow. it could have gone very dark but it, it, it it's fine so um but yeah I absolutely love comedy improv it's been it's been the making of me and it's so, nice to get that creativity going as opposed to sort of linear logical business blah blah <laughs> blah <laughs> so how do you go from oh I'm in this stressful I'm in a stressful situation to oh here I am at Liverpool Comedy Improv. How did you actually find out about it? What made you think of going down that avenue? Uh, well, I, I've always loved comedy. I've always loved um, Whose Line Is It Anyway. I love improvisation, going to the, sort of the Edinburgh Festival. So I was looking for something to do and I've done stand-up comedy before. Um, okay. I didn't want to do that again. That was really <laughs> stressful. Um, and I sort of came across Comedy Improv LCI and I thought you know what I'll turn up I don't know Liverpool very well um it took me ages to find the pilgrim because it is buried (laughs) in the bowels of Liverpool um and I remember walking up that spiral staircase I was running a bit late anyway opened the door and one of the players um literally threw his arms out and, and smacked me full on in the face oh dear <laughs> so I stood there and then started doing the games and I didn't know what game they were playing and I just looking around waiting for people to just you know sort of go rolling their eyes and no one everyone was just laughing because it was good when you get it wrong um so yeah, it was so, how long ago was that now that you first went to the pilgrim um it's over three years okay I think 2017 October 2017 was when I started improv and uh, yeah we've come a long way since then so so you mentioned uh, about stand-up there mm-hmm. can you tell me a bit about your stand-up and how you got involved in that and how long you did it for 
Yeah, I did it as a charity thing. It was run by Stephanie Davis, who is, I think she's the CEO of Laughology. So it's a, she's a business person who deals with comedy and laughter in the workplace. Okay. Um, and she was working in collaboration with Claire House Hotel, Claire House Hospice Hotel, Claire House <laughs> Hospice. Um, and a friend of mine who's a friend, Stephanie, said, you know, why don't you do it? And I was going through a year, every so often I have a year that says, just say yes. And I went, yes. <laughs> and turned up and we did a 20 minute set um cool. a charity event for Clare House Hospice which, which was it went really well yeah um better than I thought it would go <laughs> 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 I like writing comedy mm, standing up and delivering it is a little bit <laughs> so with the the improv being sort of spontaneous how does that compare to a a sort of a set that you've sat down and, and thought a lot about and spent probably many hours trying to work out this joke goes after that joke how do they yeah. compare they don't um people say to me you know like before <laughs> we do a gig you know are you nervous no because I haven't got to remember words or orders or where I need to stand or who's next you know um so yeah it's very very different and I, I think when you start comedy improv you kind of step forward with a view to this is my punchline you want to get to the joke yeah um and you've probably had that yourself Ian that when you then feel that way this I felt initially there was like this pressure on you to be funny when actually the funny comes from just responding to your partner and uh you know and a lot of the fun is getting it wrong isn't it you know (laughs) yes And that's something that I particularly like about improv. So when you were doing your comedy set, you could easily make a mistake because you could forget something. It could go wrong. If you're an actor and you're doing a play, you can forget something and then it goes wrong. But when there is nothing to forget, you can't go wrong. That's And that's why I love improv. You literally cannot get it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) My sort of creative. (laughs) And I love that so many different minds can collaborate instantly on an idea and make it work. Yeah, it's like really, really, really strange that when you're working with people um, that I think sometimes when when you're new to improv, you you, you can be a bit shocked that someone's like going with your idea. Um, But we've all stepped forward and it's a common mistake to make. We've all stepped forward thinking, oh, this is the way it's going to go. You know, this is what I'll say. And then someone (laughs) said something completely different. And I think it's not until the penny drops with improv that, um, yeah, just support your partner. You you know, you've you've got your back and really go in without any predetermined ideas. And it goes so much better you know (laughs) yeah it's really good fun so with you enjoying sort of punchlines and and comedy do you prefer short form or do you like all forms of improv I love all forms of improv I really do so this short form obviously the games are sort of whose line is it anyway which is absolutely fantastic and we are more into long form at the moment some narrative Okay. Building up characters and emotions. Uh, and I think Stephanie Ray has come up with mid-form, 
um, improv, which is actually perfect for Zoom. Yeah. Because you can do it. Long form, I think, on the stage where you can um, you can build the scene with the people who are playing, you know, more scene work, etc. Um, you can, I think you can have more fun with long form, not on Zoom. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah, but all forms are absolutely fun. I've done musical improv. I've done lots of classes and workshops. And, it, it, yeah, I just love it. It's brilliant. Are you musical? Uh, yeah. So I sing in a choir. I sing badly. I sing... <laughs> upper soprano and I sound okay. like a dial-up modem most of the time so <laughs> there's a lot of yeah! oh, trying to find the note um I don't play an instrument but, okay um, yeah but you know it's uh, it's cool we see you best. I I consider singing playing an instrument because you're playing the vocal cords yeah and I, exactly and yeah. uh you know it is a skill because yeah everyone can sing but not everyone can sing well into a high standard and if you're in a choir you've got to train those vocal cords so you do play an instrument yeah i do i, I like a good twang on the larynx if they say. <laughs> so you mentioned about um stephanie ray creating a mid form i always say that the 10 minute scenes that people are doing i refer mm. to that as mid form is that what she says mid form is um when i did the class with her i think it, it's it's finding a comfortable place that is that mid form Okay. So I don't think um, it's like any improv. It shouldn't. I I feel it shouldn't be that prescriptive that you're saying it's only ten minutes or long form is only thirty minutes or something like that. I, yeah. I think it finds its natural place, and I think people find their own natural pay, place and pace for improv that suits them, and it becomes then what you deliver out outwards does that make sense Ian? yeah yeah yeah, it makes sense yeah and do you think this mid form and longer form do you think it's becoming more prominent do you think it will become more mainstream as we move forwards um i'd like to think it it, it does because i think there's plenty of room there in the improv community to deliver lots of different things to resonate with lots of different people you know yeah. i don't think we should say short form is the best long form mid form or whatever we should just go with it and when people are watching you as your you sort of audience members it's what they get from it is the joy of it um and some people will prefer short form some people will prefer the the long form yeah. and others in between <laughs> and how long were you doing improv before you had that magical moment where you just realized oh yeah I get this. I'm not nervous about this anymore. I'm totally comfortable doing this. How long? And can you remember a moment when it happened? Um, I can remember the moment. I think it was doing a scene. Oh, it might have been with Al Donahoe, uh, who's an amazing improviser. And watching him, and I used to think, how oh, can, can I ever be that good? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly it's like, do you know what? I keep hearing this going with going with nothing, isn't it? You know, really yeah. just and I did it and I just thought, what the hell? You know, I know no one's gonna judge me if I get it wrong. It'll just be funny if I get it wrong. And I do remember thinking, oh I reckon I might I might have got something here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I understand this. <laughs> <laughs> and have you had moments where you've been on stage or on 
line doing a scene where you've just gone completely blank? And if so, do you have any techniques for how to deal with that? Um, sometimes I think if we're, if we're online or we're on the stage, it's sometimes just going back into a movement or like having a brief think about, right, what am I trying to say here? So, you know, choose an emotion, just choose something, an emotion, an action, a noise, rather than overthinking it. Um, there was a famous one where um, we did a workshop with David Escobedo and he, he always says like just come in with nothing and we do this thing where you're literally looking at each other walking towards each other with you know, nothing and I was doing this thing with uh, Jan Roger Hendon and uh, we walked towards each other and you know you're nodding and you're sort of mirroring and, uh, and then literally after two minutes we both went <laughs> I've got nothing. And we kind of exited stage left and right, you know. <laughs> and that sometimes happens, but that was just hilarious, you know. Yeah. And it's better, and it is better. Some of the best scenes ever are the ones where you don't force it, yeah. where you don't feel panicked that there's nothing being said, or because you can you can build up that world, um, particularly long form on stage. You can build that world. Um, with a movement or re a re repeated action or an expression or something it's, and your partner gets it and uh, that they're really cool things when that happens and is there anyone that's really made you laugh so much that you have to break character and just laugh I, I don't think I can do a scene with well, this, there are many, many people <laughs> <laughs> that make me corpse and completely break character. Uh, Michael Lean, uh, who's the, my broken chair um, mates, are always, always corpsing because you're going to a very serious scene and Michael Lean will just make a noise or, or, or <laughs> something inappropriate. Um, but the one person that, when I when I perform with them on the on the on the few occasions I've performed with them, <laughs> actually when I just step forward and think, oh I know I'm gonna mess this up. Dave <laughs> Elliott. Dave Elliott is he is so funny that he just makes me I just I'm laughing when I'm just stepping forward because I know that he's just gonna make me <laughs> totally and utterly break character it's hard to stay in character it's hard to get in character when you're playing with Dave Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned broken chair there do you want to talk a bit about broken chair yeah oh my god they are the world's nicest people <laughs> they are the greatest improvisers yeah so um broken chair was formed from a long form course run by emma emma bird of lci and um they formed Broken Chair and then uh, asked me to join them. I think it was me and Keith joined them. Uh, and I was a bit, oh, you know, let's see what <laughs> happens. Yeah. Oh my God, they are amazing. And we have such fun and they're the most genuine people I've ever met. And we just get on so well. And that's, it, you know, they, we perform together everyone's a little bit different everyone has a little bit different style which is great but when we perform yeah. together honestly it's such it's so brilliant and I can't wait to to get in a room with them again because like the first lockdown when that kind of was lifted we all went around to Keith's um 
like it in Keith's garden. Right. And, uh, and we didn't know what to do. We spent like <laughs> three months <laughs> not speaking and interacting with other people. We forgot how to be human. And it was like, literally, we were all a bit stunned. Oh, we're outside <laughs> and we're looking at proper humans in 3D. And then we did a few things over the summer, like meetups meet within COVID yeah. regulations, obviously. Um, yeah, so... But it's nice when we get together. I, I've just a great bunch of people. And, it, and it, we actually have a gig tonight. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, by the time this goes out, we'll have smashed it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a gig tonight. So it's great when we perform together because that it, it really gets heightened. And uh, it, so it's enjoyable. It's good fun. Where are you doing this performance online? It's online. It's through Queen city comedy it's the i've forgotten socially distanced improv oh, yeah marathon yeah so we're on tomorrow night 31st of january that was so, tonight 30. oh my god that's 30 <laughs> of january tonight at 8 30 tonight so so this will go out in a few weeks after so oh okay people... then so what i'll say is oh my god Ian, we were awesome i yeah, you know the comments <laughs> Uh, but people can go back. That's that's the point I want to make. People can go back and check this <laughs> yeah. out. Uh, so search for Queen City Comedy and this date, and you'll be able to see Broken Chair smashing it out yeah. of the park. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we were brilliant, honestly. And I look back on that, and it was one of the most amazing gigs in the world ever. You know. Yeah, I mean, they're still they're, they're going to be talking about it for years. I, I know, I know. I th- I feel there's a book and a film ready <laughs> to talk about this half an hour event tonight. Yeah, it's a trilogy. It's a trilogy film. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like um, the chair ultimatum. You know, the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I so just speaking a bit about that, I've seen Broken Chair Improv posting lots of funny uh, movie posters <laughs> where you've got your faces as characters and you get chairs in the title somehow. Mm, we do, yeah. And we get lots of brilliant feedback um, about them. There's the creative side, the creative genius about this is uh, is Mark Gordon. And uh, I don't know how he does it. So we say that, oh, what about this? It started off as um, we wanted to, to, to put out some posters with all our um, faces on. Yeah. Um, Keith, uh, who's obviously sort of an amateur photographer as well. So he took loads of headshots of us and um, we thought we'd try it out. I think it was the Adams family was the first one. Uh, and it got such really good reviews. <laughs> We've got, we go a bit crazy sometimes. And, and new for this year, uh, on the last Friday of the month, we're going to have um, guest appearances as well. Oh, cool. So uh, look out for that one. <laughs> so do you meet? Do you have like a regular meetup session online once a week or a couple of times a week? Yeah. So we have a, um, our rehearsals are on Thursday nights, seven till nine. Uh, so we do some warm up games and some um, scenes um and some you know sometimes that because of the covid this time everyone's really busy and a little bit zoom fatigued yeah. so we are um we're, we're doing an hour's rehearsal and then an hour's social so we can all get together um you know nice. just for a drink and a chat because that's really important oh yeah totally and how many people make up broken chair improv um i think there's eight of us I say I always think of eight of us because when I when I do all the 
like the team posts and things like this. We <laughs> <laughs> just go, oh, I can only find seven. Who's the guy? And it's me because I'm posting it. Now. <laughs> it goes with age, but uh, yeah, there's eight of us. Um, do you want me to name check them all? <laughs> you can name check them if you wish. <laughs> <laughs> the amazingly fun, this is where I'll go like to six and I'll find one, one missing. <laughs> so, ladies first, Andre. <laughs> Andrew Panayi, who's absolutely amazing. She's uh, she does emotions so well. And yeah. there's Jamie, the quiet man, I always call him. Um, <laughs> he's hilariously funny. Uh, Jan, who is his sense of humor is so dry. There's um, Matthew Gold. Uh, you'll know him from LCI. He's he's so physical. It's like <laughs> he's like a he's like a Tasmanian devil. He's just like, <laughs> There's Mark Gordon. He's the he's the creative one. He's kind of like the calm influence, if you right. like, on, on the team. There's Keith, who is um, I can't even look at Keith without laughing. And we've been in like workshops together and really serious, and everyone's going, <laughs> and uh, me and Keith are just at the back like naughty kids. So he's a bad influence. Um, and then there's Michael Lean, um, who is. He's just so funny. I don't know what happens, but he's just so funny. And then obviously there's myself. So that's Broken Chair. Awesome. So I, I've had the pleasure of actually seeing Broken Chair perform live on the hey. night the night before lockdown <laughs> when LCI was putting on a show. And it was it was really cool because that was actually sort of my my first look at improv that wasn't just short form. Yeah, yeah. It was a funny night, um, that was. So I have actually had the pleasure of watching you do improv that night. Yeah. Well, because um, I was watching uh, from from the wings. Um, yeah, so that was an amazing night because obviously Broken Chair were out there and I think that was our second or third gig. And then a couple of members of Boss Birds haven't turned up. So Andrea yeah. and I stepped in. So now we remember Boss Birds as well. And I was starting a new job the day after. And I went for dinner with a friend who works for the same company. And he right. said, did you, did you get an email from the company? They shut the office. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm starting work tomorrow. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So I, I drove to Buckinghamshire and picked up my laptop. And then I have literally spent since last March in my own bedroom. Working. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember you and Andrew stepping in to the Boss Birds yeah. scenes because they were shorter members. And I specifically remember something, and I, I always come back to it if I think of either of you. And it was a really simple little skit about a kimono. And you mentioned <laughs> wearing a kimono, and Andrew appeared under your arm yeah. and, and was your kimono. And she said, like, hey, I'm the kimono. <laughs> It was him. Oh no! You see, the little game was that was uh, it was kimono, and so everyone's expecting it. No, no, it's kimono. So quite often it's like kimono. So you really make a, an effort to say it, and then Andrew stepped in as kimono. <laughs> I, just, I just remember I was playing Magnum PI, if I remember for some. some yeah. It was an audience uh, suggestion of Magnum PI, so uh, I was playing that with a with a big cigar and a, a pretend big moustache. 
<laughs> in my head I had a massive moustache <laughs> <laughs> I remember so much from that night because that was that was like my debut night I'd only been doing improv for about seven weeks at the time Yay! yeah that did not come across as the so well done you yeah oh thanks I, I was just made up because uh, Emma had said yeah you can come come be part of it <laughs> and there I was I just looking at everyone else thinking wow everyone's incredible even just, I did the warm up with Broken Chair. We were all downstairs and there was like a little warm up activity. And I was yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. kind of in awe of everyone. I was like, wow, these guys are all really good. I'm not sure I fit in here. <laughs> but, but then <laughs> I found <laughs> I found the community so welcoming. Everyone was just like, yeah, you want to do it? Come do it. Great. You're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what I love about it. It's a real tribe. You know what I mean? I, find, I feel I found my people. Yeah. Um, and we are... You know, you walk into the drop-in at LCI and there are, and I always say this too, I would not be mixing with the people I mix with <laughs> in LCI. Yeah. Because in my own, in my work life, in my home life, I, you know, the, I don't have that level of diversity. I feel really ashamed of that. Yeah. But it's really opened my eyes. And the fact that we step forward with, from all different backgrounds, all different experiences, and we play together. That's good, isn't it? It's just oh, great. Oh, yeah, it's great. And I love that. No matter what anyone's got going on, no matter where they come from, what their background is, they turn up for those sessions, mm. and they're all one. They're all together, yeah. and they all just have fun. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It, it, it is. It's, it's absolutely joyful and real life-affirming and... Um, that's why I do improv. I just think it's an amazing creative form that's so accessible to, to everybody. You know, you don't need drama training. You don't need comedy yeah. training. You just literally need to get in that room and, and, and just be part of it. Is and, and as an adult, when was the last time you had two hours playtime? Really? <laughs> you know, yeah. in a good way, switching off your brain yeah. and running around. You know, I, I sit in business meetings and, you know, people go, oh, you're very serious. And I get but in my head. I'm like, I'm Batman. I've got me hat. Me, me, I've got me hood on my head and I'm running around like that. <laughs> <In my head>. <laughs> 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 running around the playground. Like, oh, I need to get rid of that energy. I need to do some improv. <laughs> so you mentioned Boss Birds and that you're a member of Boss Birds now as well. Do you want to talk about Boss Birds a little bit? Yeah. So Boss Birds is the only all-female improv team in Liverpool. There are a few um, all-female teams in the country and worldwide. So we do Boss Birds um, and then from that we've done Women Improvisers Worldwide, which is a global collective of women improvisers. Yeah. We do once a month, we have our jam. So that's yeah. really, really good fun. When you play with people throughout the globe, it's amazing. Um, and from that, I guess, oh, I hope Emma Bird isn't going to go mad with me, but we're launching a global women's team as well. So watch oh, wow. this space. So from Boss Birds, we're going to have What the Flock, which is, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a family thing, but it's Watch the Flock. With an L. And, um, and that's our global all women's team. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll have a, a global team to gig um, later on at the garden party and the nursery improv. Ah, oh, cool. Well, yeah. I'm sure people will be flocking to see it. 
well hearing it watching it and everything like that yeah 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 so yeah it, it's good and we we play with some amazing people and that is the thing with improv going global online you know we wouldn't be mixing with um with other teams from you know other countries and continents unless we went out and joined improv festivals you might have bumped into people yeah but online improv has just made the community i feel it's made the community a lot stronger and a lot a lot deeper if you like than the oh yeah totally local yeah yeah moving forwards how do you see improv do you think that will keep the online stuff as well as get hopefully get back to the in-person yeah i i would like to see and i i feel that zoom prof <laughs> we coined that phrase but i see that zoom prof is gonna form its own genre because it normal improv is accessible but zoom prof is even more accessible yeah um and i to have the opportunity to you know to do workshops with people internationally and to to jam with international improvisers i think it's just too good an opportunity to to let go really so yeah. um yeah i think so I, I i love it and don't get me wrong i can't wait till i'm in the same room as my improv buddy <laughs> i think on the first monday of lci dropping at the um the fly in the loaf isn't it upstairs at the fly in the yeah. loaf, they're going to need rubber walls because there's just <laughs> probably a thousand people are going to just yeah that. and with zoom prov do you think you've had to alter your style to suit Zoomprov or did you naturally just sort of have a style that worked for Zoomprov? No, I think in, in the beginning um, in <laughs> Zoomprov, people were trying to do what they knew online and it kind of didn't, it was working, but not, it didn't feel as good. It was a bit clunky. It was like putting new high heels on I hope that you've never had that experience Ian but I'm not one to judge <laughs> but the, um, <laughs> it, it kind of because you're going to camera and you you're with your face so it's not you lose the physicality of it because of the restrictions of having a camera yeah but what you can get is an intensity of emotion in your face um, facial expressions there's a lot of things that you can do with the camera in like distance and yeah. movement of the camera and backgrounds so i think it's developed over the last nine months into a thing of beauty really yeah but, um, yeah i think it's different and i think like i said before it's evolving into its own genre um but yeah it it's good i like the ability to just sort of turn the camera on and make people laugh just because you've thrown on a wig or a funny moustache yes. or something. <laughs> I love catching people out. We, I think we went through a phase of doing a lot of um, props and now we've come away from props. Whether or not we'll go back to it, I don't know. But some of the things we've had are just, um, especially if you're building character as well. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's another thing with improv. It, it is that, um, ah, look at her, she's like that. She's got a wig on or she's got a hat on. And <laughs> something that you can see this character develop. And I know there's like a different school of thought is should you use props or is it is, is it pure improv to use props? Because normally we're improvising a hat, you know, or a scarf. Um, 
so yeah but I th I think it's each to their own and I absolutely love it when people wear props it, it's it's just it does genuinely make you chuckle doesn't it when yeah it does <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any do you have any characters that you've created maybe once in a scene that you like so much that you bring them back oh no I don't uh, no. no I don't think so I think you have characters sometimes you sort of have a default setting on voices yeah you know like you can just I tend to do like that voice and I don't know why um <laughs> if it's like a genuine character um but yeah if I don't have a, a, a set character I'm just thinking in, in in broken chair does anybody have a set character no I don't think so but I I, I can see what you mean yeah it's about yeah but I would say that for me that's not improv it's like you oh know, yeah more, more sketch based definitely and we've looked at that as well because I think a couple of the guys have done improv to sketch course with Emma and um, Dave Elliott so we, that's something that we we might explore soon. okay uh, but you do have you do have like accents that you enjoy that you'll you'll pull out here and there yeah yeah I, I I I like that but as anyone in broken chair will tell you I'm really great at accents for the fact the first two sentences <laughs> and then you know like I do a pirate and then suddenly he goes all like sort of farmer and then suddenly he'll be like trotting around with heels I, I just can't keep an accent I really would would be a poor actress <laughs> <laughs> so when you're not improvising what do you do with your spare time I'm a writer Oh, and um, yeah, so I've got some drama written. I used to think, oh, I write comedy, but my it tends more to be drama. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm only starting out in writing. I've had I've had a few things put on the stage, and um, you know it's an interesting process. I'm I'm more interested in seeing a process from start to finish. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I'm doing a producing together course. Um, through Sharon Copman and make it right so it's not just writing it's about the auditions putting the putting the production on which obviously I think on the stage it's not going to happen for quite a few months so yeah. um, I think working with um, Chase at Big Condo it's going to be filmed now cool. um, which will make it more accessible yeah. with a view to putting it on stage at a later stage so yeah it's really uh, I like writing I like the process of writing so, so a script that you write is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plays. Yeah. Plays. Cool. And is your writing influenced by anyone, a particular style, or is it just something that just flows naturally through you? Um, for me, my process is the character. Right. So I, I always feel that if I know the characters, like at a time, um, and really work on what where they've come from once you know your own character and you can sort of there's a there's a, um, an exercise of like your character's watching the news or that he's reading a newspaper or he's down in the supermarket how would that character react um what would happen in an emergency what would happen in the, in the moment of joy and you kind of embed your character so that yeah. when you come to write it it's quite easy to write the dialogue because you know exactly how he's going to react, uh, he, she, it, uh, how they're going to react to um, to situations. So as you've got your story, you kind of know. And that once I've got the characters um, kind of boxed off, then it all comes a little bit more natural. And do you think improv helps you with how to build characters? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think it is that skill of going in with nothing and no expectations, <laughs> which I strongly recommend if you come and watch one of my plays. <laughs> Don't come in expecting anything great. But the, um, yeah, and I think so, because you can, uh, you're in the, the, uh, in the mindset of being able to um, kind of uh, improvise the, the dialogue. How would you do? And then you can visualize the character doing that and then saying that. And the way they're going to stand or, you know, the, the, what they'll have in the hand. And I find that so much, so useful um, uh, when, you, when you're writing. And I, and I actually find improv very, very good at work as well. So, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's an all round good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to somebody that was thinking about improv, but they weren't quite sure? What would you say to them to help give them that little push to get into it? I'd say go ahead just do it um don't overthink it don't go oh I don't know I don't know if I could do it because you only know if you can do it or not if you do it yeah and you know what if you do it and you fail it's funny so <laughs> you'll love it nothing to lose just get get yourself in a class and just enjoy it and just going back to short form that we discussed earlier are there any comedians that you particularly enjoy? Has anyone influenced your style of comedy when you are improvising? I love um, I love people like Ian uh, Ian Mack. What am I doing, Lee Mack? Ian, Lee I'm Mack. looking at you, Ian, <laughs> and I'm going. It, it must be called Ian. All blokes in the world are called Ian at this point. <laughs> um, I love people like Lee Mack, um, Tim Vine. The ones that are really quick and slick, Gary, oh, I'm going to say Gary Delaney. You know, he's married to (laughs) really graphic names. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Gary Delaney. I'm I'm going to to do an improv thing. Yeah, Gary Delaney, just say it with confidence and people go, no idea who he is. Yeah, he's, um, they're funny because they take words and situations and make them a little bit bizarre. a little bit like you think you're going on one track and then suddenly you're going on another track, which helps with improv because that quite often helps. You think you're going down <laughs> this little this little route and then yeah. someone throws a curveball in, which is hilariously funny. Um, and to go with it is, is good. So I, I, I like that quick fire, word games, puns, um, that sort of comedy. I don't like anything that's over scripted. Or, yeah. do you find sort of out in the real world away from improv if you make a pun or a quick one-liner about something do you find it's greeted with an eye roll and or or do you think people appreciate it because i find in my workplace for example i get eye rolls and ian's at it again but in improv people like cheer it yeah that was great awesome i love it and people laugh do you find that (laughs) I think uh, because I'm in a new job and I've spent a lot of time working at my own bedroom, I've not met any of my team. I have no idea oh. how they are or anything like this. It's just really funny. <laughs> Quite often I can't stop myself from saying a line and I forget they don't know me. So they don't know. Like I have quite a serious job, but they don't know me. So so uh, I'll give you an example. My boss, who's absolutely lovely, um, we were talking in the team and somebody had colored in a spreadsheet 
And he said, well, it doesn't matter about colours because I'm colourblind. And I said, oh, God, I bet that diagnosis came like a bolt out of the brown. And, uh, you know, no one's laughing. And I'm just like, uh, uh, wait. And you don't get a reaction to it. And you think, oh, my God, you've got to just sit and think about it for a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, so just we're starting to draw to a close now yeah uh, but I just want to ask this question what impact has improv had on your life oh it's brilliant it's had a, a huge positive impact on my life in my personal life I've become a little bit more laid back you know yeah. you know let's just get on with it um things happen and I don't overthink things I do overthink things but I know I know that I'm overthinking things now <laughs> um in my business life, yes, and is always great yeah. because you can support other people's ideas and nurture and grow other people's ideas instead of going, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> we did that 40 years ago. I didn't work then. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't need fit ponies anymore. But you know, this, um, yeah, it's, 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 it, it changes your mindset. Um, and as I always say to people, why are you smiling? And I say, it's an act, you know, inside I might be dying, but I'm smiling yeah. and they say, how do you do it? And I say, look, if I can get on stage and pretend I'm a bloody squirrel, I can pretend I'm happy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one last thing, do you want to share your own personal social media or your troops social media so people can seek you out and, and see you perform or even perform with you at some point? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we are Broken Chair Improv UK. Uh, so if you look us up on Facebook, we are the one with the black and white image. And um, there's another Broken Chair, which is in America, um, that doesn't post anything. So if there's something with that and you post on, you're on the wrong one. But Broken Chair Improv UK, um, Boss Bears Improv as well. Um, I think Broken Chair and Boss Bears have a Twitter account as well. But I would just go through Facebook because you'll find all the, the posts and all the past posters um, <laughs> that will should raise a smile, I think. So, so yeah, yeah. Follow us. give us a like, follow the page. Honestly, you don't know what's on there. Yeah, it could be Ian. It could be Ian one week, just guesting in, in a poster. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ads, thank you very much. It's been great to chat with you. Oh, it's been lovely to talk to you too, Ian. It, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. See us. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> well, thank you very much to Ange. That was a fantastic chat. She's really bubbly and vibrant, and I was just feeling so much positivity off her. And that's one of the great things about the improv community. It's full of positive people like Ange, and it is a community that I am proud to be a part of. Now, if you're interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a new improv scene, then all of the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk. You can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv. If you're a member of the LCI community already and you'd like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make arrangements as soon as possible. If you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and subscribe and share. Whatever platform you're on, please share. Just spread the word. 
it's great to give people this opportunity and I want as many people as possible to be able to hear these wonderful stories. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube by searching for Ian Luke Jones and on my YouTube channel you can find all sorts of content including trailers for the podcast every week, lots of improv that I do, a motivational Monday video every Monday, a humorous moment every Wednesday and various other things that will hopefully tickle your taste buds. Now before I go here are some words that are truly wise wise wise. Always remember whatever the situation to treat life like improv, and yes, and.